Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host back in Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochilprano. Hello, Andrew Ruther. Welcome home, bro. Thanks, bro. It's weird. It's like I I call everywhere home. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm going home, but then I'm coming home. It's like L.A. and New York. They're both home. I, I refer to them both. and I'm like, yeah, it's time to go home. But I'm going home to visit my family. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel yeah. Here we are, backwards hat gang. Yeah, little little, little backwards hat gang today. Rep, repping my my Xavier Musketeers today. I, I, I'm st- it's tough for me to rep the red, so I just try not to at this point. It's where I'm at. But hey, they won a series. Nice. Yeah, things are really turning around. The Mets won uh, their series this weekend too, making them have won every well they've not lost a series they've split a couple series but they've won or split every series so i feel you dude yeah you feel me i i saw this tweet and i completely disagree with it actually now if you really break it down so obviously the reds have turned into like a thing everybody's talking about now nationally especially with the guy claiming he was going to take a dump in the toyota tundra which which was rained out that day i don't think it was going to happen anyway but I wonder if something, you know, like like I want to clear up. I want to clear up uh, a conspiracy theory. We have a lot of conspiracy theories we've gone through on the show. But one conspiracy theory is you were the Toyota Tundra shitter. (laughs) And I want to be clear that I uh, I showed you that tweet. I showed you that Reddit post. And I can tell for sure, like Andy Ruther, not a good actor. Your reaction was genuine, like I, I, I truly believe that you are not the Toyota Tundra shitter. I truly believe when you saw that Reddit that I sent you, it was the first time of you hearing about it. Well, that's correct. Not a good a actor. Lot of peop- not a, a lot good of- actor. Not a good actor, though. <laughs> you want to do some you're, scenes? You're, you're no Tug Coker. True. I'm, I'm no Tug. Now, I did assess the situation if you were going to climb the wall to take a dump in the tundra so i was running again like because my my significant other she lives right by there so i'm always running down there like i'm right i'm right by the red stadium now all the time so during my run yesterday i i ran right by as the the game was getting ready to be started against the pirates and i was like it's not that hard of a wall joe like if like you basically you got to scale a wall the tundra's just sitting you know in the outfield no, no, it might take a little finagling. I'm probably not gifted enough to do that, but you could probably f- scale the wall. The rumor was that they had extra security by the Tundra for Friday night's game had it happened, which is pretty funny if you think about it. You had to hire security so someone didn't take a dump in the Tundra. They're like, we are, we are taking this threat as credible until we know otherwise. So we're going to... Uh, put double duty on the tundra. 
pun intended, guys. I think. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that conversation with some guy who's supposed to have the night off? He's like, babe, I got to go to work today. And they're like, she's like, what? I thought you had the front. No, somebody, somebody said they're going to take a shit in the flat, fat, flat bed of the truck. <laughs> so I'm, I got called in. But babe, we're supposed to go to, babe, what do you want me to do? Somebody's going to take a dump in the tundra. The tundra, I think, has only been given away once in the history of that park, which is almost 20 years. I don't think they, we were. It, they've, they, had, they've had that tundra there the whole time. I think they have. Wow. I'm surprised there's not a. I'm surprised Andy Ruther years ago didn't start the, a Twitter feed as the America. <laughs> what is it? What's your ballpark? Great American Ballparks Toyota Tundra at, at the tundra. I can't believe you haven't been tweeting as this truck for years. So we tried to shit at me again today. So some. <laughs> Somebody wanted, I'm looking this up now. Somebody wanted in 2018. I'm looking at the specific rules on the official giveaway. I, I just, you got to hit the tundra. I mean, this, this is, again, this is kind of a bullshit classic Reds tactic. No one has ever hit the promotional Toyota sign. This is from 2018 in Great American Ballpark, but a fan still will be driving the new tundra. So, a Jesse Winker home run missed the sign by mere inches, but they the Toyota dealer still decided to give it away because that's the only time it's they've even come close. The sign is 430 feet away. And they put that, they put the tundra, the truck, and the sign out there in um 2007. So not the whole time. Wow. It's 15 years, though. Yeah. I will say what uh, again, reiterating my point, Joe, of like how bad Major League Baseball promotions are. This is what you guys got. At least the Mets had the big apple and the apple going up Guys, this is it. We're trying to hit a truck. Well, I don't think anybody's trying to hit a truck, but it's nice. I, I've always liked those hit it here and this happens. Not and if it, it never works. Yeah, but 430 feet. It's not like it's 480 feet away. I mean, it's it's a reasonable distance. I really hope somebody takes a dump in that truck. <laughs> the Reds Reddit. I'm addicted now. Like Red Reddit. Reds Reddit. I have a problem. You know what's great about the Reds Reddit is it's just it's it's creative. You guys should check it out. And I posted that thing. I mean, the, that Mets fan had a great post. It's like they're now getting other major league team fans reading it because the Reds read it from most of the great posts that I've seen are just comedy. It's it's not this. It's not. Remember, you brought up the line. It's not the Lions fans. It's it's the Reds fans knowing how shitty the team is and just doing funny photoshops and memes and trolling the team. It's what you guys have this year. Yeah. Reds Reddit. That's all, that's all I got. But I have to disagree with this tweet that Jeff Passan sent last week when the Reds were three and 22 and he lists all their blah, 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 how bad they are. And we all know that he says, this is tanking at its absolute ugliest. I disagree. The Reds aren't hundred percent tanking. They have $110 million payroll. There's nine teams that have a lower payroll than the Reds. So they're so it's just bad investment. You trade Winker, 
you replace him with the guy with the same salary, fam. You trade Sonny Gray, you replace him with Mike Miner. My point is, they're just shitty at what they do. Well, yeah, I mean, they're also there's with, def- with tanking, with tanking. Right, there, there is definitely a tanking aspect, right? Because they're getting guy, they're getting, they're like pretend- payroll. They're, yeah, and they're pretending not to be tanking by being like, no, look, we replaced the guys with the same amount of money. It's like, yeah, for now, you didn't want to pay Winker a ten year deal. You didn't want to pay. You know, you you want you don't want to invest in your future at all. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's it was the worst of both worlds. And that's why it was so shameful for the owner to, like, pretend that's not what's happening. It's, you know, the a way more reasonable thing if you wanted to be Mr. Honesty would be like, stick around. We have a plan. You know, this is just the way it goes. We tried to compete. We spent all this money the last couple of years. It didn't work. We're, we're going back to the drawing board. First things first, we got to shed. Then we'll figure out how to, you know, rebuild instead of being like, where are you going to go? Yeah. Because uh, apparently the answer are everywhere else because no one's going to Reds games. Yeah, I did see some people walking in yesterday and I was pretty annoyed, to be honest. Because, because again, like we always say, if you want things to really change, you just cannot go. You cannot. Yeah, go. I mean, I'm sure. Listen, every city, every major city, I'm sure you've got three to five thousand people who uh, don't aren't even following this, and they're just taking their kid to the fucking baseball game. There's like, right. oh, the, the Reds suck again, but like whatever. You, you are right. By the way, it, it blew my mind like a week or two ago. The place I go to work out at. The game was on and I and I and I walked in, you know, the big screen TV. There's like a bar up front when you enter uh the fitness facility. And the guy said, uh, I said, Oh, they're losing again. And he goes, He goes, Yeah, I went last night going again this weekend. And I looked at him, I go, You are? I said, even with what Castellini said, you're going. And he's like, What are you talking about? And I'm thinking, dude, you're like a guy in your mid-20s. You have no clue, no clue what the COO, the owner's kid said. Like that guy should be shot on in the Toyota Tundra for being so clueless. Like, how do you have no clue? He's like, what are you talking about? What did Phil Castellini say? And you, I know you can just see the annoyance I have just walking away. It's just like this guy. This guy's going to be on the road. Do we trust this guy? Get out of here, man. I did see something that was really interesting and we can segue into the NBA with this because it involves fans and also the ticket prices. I think this is really cool. So the athletic posts this ranking scale for NBA teams. It's called the fan cost index. Okay. So they, they crunch the numbers and they base it on a family of four, Joe, to attend a regular season game. And they list what a family of four would cost for each NBA team. And basically, they're including tickets, some drinks, some food, the average cost. Which, when I give you these numbers, at least me, I I just say, this, guys, this is so ridiculous. And I understand the big cities are going to be up top, but... Even the smaller cities, just the thought again of a family of four. This is an expensive night out. Your Knicks are number one, no surprise there. Take a guess what the average cost of a family of four to go to a Knicks game was this past season. 
Wow. That's what I'm saying. This is very high. It goes Knicks 936. Knicks are way above everyone else. Second would be Golden State 740. Lakers third at 711. Boston 596. Chicago 570. Houston 565. Clippers 519. Bucks make the top 10 as well. Obviously, they won a title, 478, blah, blah, blah. The cheapest, the cheapest three teams to see in last place is Charlotte. It only costs 237 for a family of four, which is reasonable, I think. The Grizzlies are second lowest at 258, and the T-Wolves at 298 are the third lowest. Where are the Mavs? Good question, because Mark Cuban does have a comment on that. The Mavs are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They're they're tenth at four seventy seven, and that comes with free hands on your family. Yeah. What exactly happened there? I don't know. I love this. This is it's the most NBA story ever because, like. Only NBA, you know, you know, like NBA players have their own language. Like you hear, you watch any of these like NBA podcasts, you watch like the, you know, the Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes thing, you watch whatever. There's like, there's all these like phrases, like, you know, NBA Twitter, black Twitter, all this stuff. It's like, I but put hands on like, why, how come we've had this whole dialogue over the last day about Chris Paul's family having hands put on them? They, do they get smacked? Do they get touched? Do they get shoved? Sure. Do they get pushed? I mean, the, the whole NBA on TNT crew, you don't get, no, you know, you can't go to, you can't have your hands put on you. Can we stop just saying, let's talk about what actually happened? Yeah, with the, that's what I was asking. What happened? I have no idea. Hands were put on people. So makes Mark- the whole thing suspect to me. Yeah, I, I don't really understand it either. Say somebody slapped your moms. Yeah. So you asked about the Mavs tickets. Mark Cuban is on record for this article saying the Mavs have 4,000 tickets priced under $29 for each regular season game with prices starting at just $18. And he claims that's cheaper than going to the movies these days. The real index is relative to other entertainment options in the market. And he's also saying... You know, wins and losses aren't relevant, which he, which this would prove as far as wanting to go see a team. My response would be, it's just so expensive. Now, the NBA still overall is lower than the other leagues. If we look at the the average for the NFL, it was five sixty eight last year. NHL four sixty two. NBA four four four. Major League Baseball. Much lower, of course, at 253. I don't know. I, I just we we talk a lot on this show about the common fan and the owners, and I understand there has to be some sort of formula in place, but the thought of taking my two kids and my wife and dropping just let's just say five hundred dollars. For a I mean, basket. it's it's crazy. That's and then we ludicrous. Got, That's ludicrous. But also, but also, like inflation's out of control these days. Like I don't, sure. I, I can't even keep these numbers in context. I mean, the fact that you go to an ATM now and they give you fifties instead of twenties, you're just like, where are we in the world? 
So it's, yeah. it's, you know, put it all into perspective. I also like, you know, I mean, I guessed 600 bucks, I guessed, you know, a hundred bucks a ticket, a person and $50 a person in food. If you took your family of four to like, you know, uh, you know, uh, at the average, basically I'm taking the, the, you know, the median between obviously going courtside and going to the roof. And obviously the Knicks are much higher, but like, yeah, it is ludicrous. And it's why, you know, you can, people can only afford to do this so many times a year, but at the same point, it's like, that's what, that's what people will pay. Yeah. It's wild. That that's the difference between the NBA and, you know, NFL, like most NF, obviously most NFL games are sold out, you know? So that, that's the thing. It's like, you got six, 17 regular season games. So you got seven or eight home games or eight or nine home games, whatever it is. And that, that that's different. And that's why baseball is obviously so much lower. It's like basketball. I'm not surprised that those are the prices, uh, especially for the good teams in the big cities. But yeah, I mean, I, I always think just having a reasonable and I'm glad Mark Cuban spoke on it, like having a reasonable option is is nice. Yeah, for sure. But then at the same point, watching a basketball game from the roof is horrendous. Like, oh, you rather be I, I, home. I, I'm almost like if I'm not in the first 20 rows or I'm not in the suite, I don't really want to be there. Yeah, exactly. You'd rather just be at home watching it. Football, you can watch from higher baseball. I've kind of become I mean. I've become extremely snobbish about, but obviously it's way cheaper. I'm I'm at this point in my life though. I'm also like, and it's, uh, you know, it's specific to us and who we are like doing dirty sports, being a comedy or whatever. Like I basically at this point only do things. If people are like, Hey, you want this free <laughs> or you want this free thing along with it? Are you yeah, whatever? It's like, for sure. If it weren't for, if it weren't for like getting the hookup, I'm not even sure I could survive. Yeah. Paying for things sucks. Well, the Mavs have come back. All these teams are coming back. We got all these 2-2 series now. Chris Paul does his classic Chris Paul where he's great and then he just goes completely MIA. Yeah, that was a horrible Chris Paul performance. I mean, that was... I heard... I, I, saw, I saw multiple memes about, you know... Chris Paul and JFK and losing their heads in Dallas and shit like that. Like I saw, I mean, Chris Paul, just like, I don't even know how that happens. And, and you got to say like of all the, um, you know, we do, we love to do like the legacy thing and the whatever. And I, and I always say um, you, I, in my opinion, you can never go backwards in your legacy. Like if somebody wins five championships and then they lose, you know, in the final 20 times after that or 30 times, or they have a huge choke job, it's like, you still did it. But Chris Paul, when we talk about Chris Paul's legacy, because I mean, even during the first two games, I saw people out there like making Chris Paul, you know, uh, all time kind of claims where he ranks all time. points. it's just like his legacy is still, a no, a no championship legacy on teams that had, you know, somewhat, somewhat championship ability. Um, obviously got to the finals last year. Um, you got, you gotta, you know, you just gotta be honest about Chris Paul. Like he does this kind of regularly. 
all the time, man. That's what I'm saying. It's like that's part of his legacy. And, and you know, yeah, he is. He is probably the best true point guard of this generation. But also what, you know, what is true point guard anymore? And like, how valuable are they? You know, when you have a, a LeBron James, it's essentially a point guard. When you have a Draymond Green who brings the ball up more often than Steph Curry, who's, you know, people consider an all-time point guard. Like, I, it's it's the style of play that I prefer. Maybe not necessarily like uh, um, a classic point guard, but a classic, uh, a guy on the team who that's his role, bring the ball up, facilitate. Um, Chris Paul... I mean, I think this series that Phoenix could easily win this series, but they had control of it. And, and he almost like personally gave it away. Yeah. It's about legacy. yo. Whoa. Yeah. Hold on. I, I don't know if I caught that. Did, did someone, did someone pop in here and say something? It's about legacy. yo. That's huh. still the most amazing story of all time. There's going to be a, there's going to be a dirty for dirty on that one. It really just after, is. Just after Kellen Winslow Jr. comes out, I mean, he was like, when when you when you lay out the timeline, there's a chance that Kellen Winslow Jr. called into the Dirty Sports podcast while he had an elderly person who he was currently raping, like tied up in his home. It's nuts, man. The timeline of his bananas is nuts. So Kyle Aronofsky sent that Callan Winslow Jr. Cleveland Browns bobblehead, right? So they were all up in the smut studio, as we know. I moved all the bobbleheads. They're currently in the kitchen where my mom used to have like nice china. And I'm like, fuck this shit, right? So I put all the bobbleheads up there. You're like, fuck my mom's legacy. It's about <laughs> my legacy, yo. So anyway, all the bobbleheads are up there right now. Just kind of a the Kellen Winslow one keeps sneaking out though. Yeah. So the Kellen Winslow one, my nephew, who's five, is fascinated by. And he loves he like when I feed him or he's sitting there at the kitchen table, he wants, you know, I always am doing voices and stuff for the kids. Uh, apparently <laughs> my my comedy career is is amazing for children, you know. So I'm like always doing that stuff. And uh, I have the bobbleheads talk and he loves that. And it calms him down. But he's always he's always going to Kellen Winslow Jr. And I'm like, this is wait. So now I'm having a talking rapist, but he doesn't know he's a rapist. And well, what's that guy's name? What's he saying? Well, he's saying it's about legacy. Yo. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. It. it is crazy to think that he was on the show. And. That will be an all time dirty sports moment. And enough people don't really know the truth is about all that because he fell off like yeah. NFL, like NFL players and CTE just it falls under the radar. Yeah. Like a dirt, a dirt ball sent me a story today about Earl Thomas, who is basically threatening. Did you see the BSO headline? Yeah. Earl Thomas. Yeah. That's what it was. I mean, this is amazing. You got to read the headline. Just, an, just, just. What's our boy down there's name? Robert, Robert Latal. Robert Latal just bringing the heat still. He's he's Nolan Ryan. He'll be bringing the heat for 40 years of <laughs> of ludicrous, insanely long headlines. 
that give you far too many details. Details on the ex-NFL player Earl Thomas planning to poison his ex-wife and his children and implying he hopes someone messes with her brakes so she and the kids drive off a cliff with her new man. Colin, Thomas is currently on the run. Parentheses, video police reports. That's the headline. That's the whole story. Yeah, that's what he tweeted out. That's his headline. I mean, it's pretty amazing. And that is the whole story. Oh, he's changed his bio. BSO is a unique take on sports and entertainment. Tweet. He's not just, dude, it's like King James. It's LeBron. He writes in his bio on Twitter, tweets by the headline king, Robert Latow. (laughs) (laughs) AKA the chosen one. It is a wild story. I did look at it briefly. He was apparently sending texts like that, hoping that someone messes with her breaks and that she gets poisoned and that his kids get poisoned. This is what I'm saying, man. NFL players and CTE. It's just like, like nobody acknowledged. Like that's craziness. That's crazy talk. He clearly has some mental issues. Nobody even talks about it. That's what blows my mind. Nobody gives a shit. He's talking about poisoning his own kids, cutting the brakes on his ex-wife and children. He wants them to fly off a cliff. And everyone's like, yeah, but like Sundays are really good, man. Yeah. (laughs) Like like me too. I'm like, I don't know, man. I just love the NFL, dude. I don't know. Sorry that this is going on, but I don't have to tell you, man. Maybe like I know. And, and and also like we, you know, we do it all the time. It's like we we talk about like the quarterbacks and we talk about whatever. And like all these guys go under the radar. They're just like collecting CTE. I mean, what was the what was the movie with uh, all the old stars like like Stallone and, and Schwarzenegger and all those guys? The Expendables. I mean, the perfect the perfect title. You know what I mean? It's like. The, the Legion of Boom is essentially the expendables. All of them are now just like running around Earth with, C- with CTE, like, you know, in in engaged in like violent Twitter battles and Instagram battles with their kids and their baby mamas and whatever. Meanwhile, Russell Wilson's like, uh, you know, me and Sierra just bought a twenty five million dollar mansion. And everybody's like, he's the best. He's a goat. What would we have done without Russell Wilson? I mean, it is wild. You're right. How many of the Legion of Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas, very similar behavior, yeah. hard hitting DBs. They're going crazy. Yeah. And Russ is just like, hey, I got a GQ photo shoot. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the expense. Everybody's like, where was the where was the Seattle Seahawks before we had Russell? And it's like, uh, how's it been after the expendables left? He better watch it. Russ. Yeah. Yeah, because all these guys, they might team up together. Yeah, that's a movie right there. Yeah. All the guys with CTE team up and go go steal money from the quarterback that stole all their glory. Yeah. And I was more implying they might end end his life. Yeah. Yeah. Or they take Sierra hostage. We know one thing. His offensive line won't protect him. 
God damn it. Imagine if Russ had an offensive line. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing <laughs> Russ calling Like now I'm really picturing a movie. He's Liam Neeson. He's like, they're like, they got Sierra tied up. And he's like, who is this? It's Mr. Unlimited. Yeah. I know where you are. I have a very unlimited set of skills. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's nuts. I don't even know how we got on this topic. Because of the BSO headline. Yeah. Let's get back to the NBA real quick. I okay. think I think uh, I think a lot of series now are really up in the air. Hot take, Ruther here with another hot take. <laughs> but 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I mean, if John Mar- if John Moran's not playing in the Memphis series, oh. it's not up in the air. What, dude? Although first, they, they can they, we talk they, about that injury? I just don't yeah. get it. It looked like his knee extended before he was he was barely tapped by by Jordan Poole. I I. I and they kept, I don't know if you watched any of the TNT crew last night. They really yeah. broke, they really broke it down after the, uh, the Mavs game. And that's what they were saying too. And I agreed. They go, it looks like his knee on the play. It extends out and then pull hits it. But I don't know. I mean, they're acting like he did this wild, dirty play. I just, I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't a wild, dirty play. But, you know, I think I think the issue with the Warriors, and I, and I like Steve Kerr as a person, but it's like I'm, I'm getting a little annoyed with Steve Kerr. Anytime anybody touches any Warrior, Steve Kerr wants the death penalty for them. And yet the Warriors, like historically under Steve Kerr with Draymond, whatever, like they're guys that are fucking with people. You know, and then he's doing this whole big thing on the Gary Payton Jr. thing. And this guy's going out of his way to hurt us and blah, 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 blah. And this is against the code. And there's a code in basketball. And then they ask him about that last night. He's like, there's nothing to talk about. It's like whether or not any times like. Whether or not something leads to injury shouldn't be determined as to whether or not it was like in bad character, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, I don't know, just, just Steve Kerr, like just have a little bit of consistency. You have the dirtiest player in basketball on your team who has the longest resume of being dirty. Maybe if other teams are dirty against you, you just shut the fuck up and you just own it when, when you guys do it. Well, I, you you know, that series, like you said, you want to say it's over. They were 20 and five. I know it's different. Regular I know. Season. I know. They were 20 and five without job Moran. Yeah. But, you know, they play, you play a lot of different teams in the regular season. They're True. down 2 1 against the Warriors team that's, you know, veteran heavy and well coached ish. Uh, I would, I would say that that series is over if John Morant can't play, especially if he can't play multiple games. Is it over? If he can't play the next game, could I see them winning that game? I could. Do I? No. And then, you know, that being down 3-1, even if he comes back. But if somehow they were to survive and then he were to come back, sure, we'd have ourselves a series. But if he's not playing, I think their their days in the playoffs are numbered. What about the Suns? I mean, they do 2-2. Obviously, you're you know you're going back to Phoenix now. 
and they've they've been significantly better there. But I'm I'm again the the number one thing with this, and it's why I like them to make a deep run. Is you know, Luca is not a great defender, and Luca and and that team, you know, played fairly well in Luca's absence. But as far as uh, you know offensive players go in the NBA. Like he does more for his team than just about anybody. And I just think it, you know, if you look at his playoff numbers so far, career playoff numbers, they're pretty bananas. So you get a guy like that. And, you know, it, it's two, two, the closest it can be after the next game is three, two, you know? Uh, and then, you, you know, you're, you're looking at the potential of a game seven, anything is possible situation. Like I, I think that series is obviously at two, two far from over, but I think, you know, the, the Suns have to like, if the Suns don't win at home, geez, but it looked over at two. Oh, it looked like the, the Mavs had no answer. Yeah. And now here we are all the I way know. back. Maybe they need to get that girl. Remember that that girl who? What about the nut girl? Oh yeah. I wonder what she's up to these days. Remember, former Mormon or maybe current Mormon. Remember, I said Mormon girls are freaky. Yeah. Hey. Case in point, right there. I can't believe the Sixers have won back to back. I know they were at home. I'm shocked. Honestly, I gotta say, I this I, I'm I'm I've lost money on this NBA playoffs so far. I haven't lost a ton of money, but my gambling year, year in and year out, is always padded by the NBA playoffs. I always do well in the NBA playoffs, year in and year out. I make money on the NBA playoffs. The fact that I'm down thus far is crazy. I took a shellacking yesterday the the Embiid coming back and getting a win not surprising them tying it up at 2-2 yesterday and doing it like you know going away I did not see that coming it cost me a lot of money I'm very upset about it right now I shouldn't even be betting Heat Sixers series because I hate basically both those franchises although obviously hate Sixers and their fan base more we, but goddamn, I did not see that coming. Are we talking Phil Jackson money? I'm what sorry, do you mean, Phil Mickelson? Phil Mickelson money? No, I'm not. I, I didn't lose thirty million dollars yesterday. If you guys didn't see it, it's wild. There's a new book coming out. It said Phil Mickelson had more than forty million dollars in gambling losses from 2010 to 2014. That's crazy. The new book is by Alan Shipnuck, by the way, who used to be the golf guy at Sports Illustrated. Now with my good friend Matt Janella's Fire Pit Collective crew. Correct. So, so support. If, if you're a, a golf fan, you want to read the Phil book, go get that. Also, just follow the Fire Pit Collective on all the things. $40 million. That's Can crazy. We, dude. I mean, that. That's like Michael Jordan level type stuff. Also, know. how bad do you have to be at gambling? Just stop gambling, bro. It's yeah. year in and year out. 
kind of accountant do you have? He's like, how much did you lose gambling last year? Like 10 million. Like why? What? That's a weird vice. Who doesn't who doesn't put a five million cap on their gambling for the year? That's a vice I've just never fully understood. Gambling? I just haven't. Like, yeah, I understand the the drugs, sex. It's the same thing. I know it's exactly it is. the same thing. I know it, just it is. gives you the the winning gives you all the juice. The losing puts you into a spiral. You try to win more. You try to win it back. 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 I mean, Jesus Christ. Matty Goldberg's, you know, digging underground tunnels into like Van Nuys mattress stores to play fucking underground poker. <laughs> the thought of Goldberg with one of those children's shovels that you get at the beach. And the and the headlamp. He's like, we're almost there. <laughs> All in, baby. I got $13.57. Shows up with a t-shirt that doesn't fit, <laughs> hanging off his neck, covered in dirt and soot. Like one of the Chilean miners. <laughs> Holy what is this, shit. a well? Yeah, you're going to jump in and we're going to lower you down in the bucket. What is this, you'll, Goonies? You'll be in an underground poker room. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, it's that's our crazy. time. It's our time down here. Yeah. I still think the Heat win that series. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I do too, but I don't know, dude. I mean, it's crazy because MB didn't even play that well yesterday. And his just his presence alone has changed the game. And then also, I mean, I'm sure you saw Kenny talking about it. The 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 real difference is Harden going and getting a shot early. The dribble, dribble, dribble thing, man, didn't work. So it's nice to see, you know, at least Doc Rivers. I don't know. Did some, do you think somebody called Doc Rivers and told him that? It's certainly not a, a Doc Rivers adjustment, right? Well, and there is my reason also why they don't win that series. They still have Doc Rivers. Yeah. That Bucks game. Another killer, dude. I had the Bucks, and I was like, "Oh, the Bucks." I think the, I, I was like, "I think the Bucks win this game." But then I was like, "What? Why am I going to bet minus one thirty on the Bucks to win? When if they win, they'll obviously win by two or more." So I go minus one ten on the money on the uh, on the spread. Push. Even when I even when I don't lose, I lose. Push. Ugh. This NBA playoffs. Again, it's not even that I've lost a ton of money on the NBA playoffs, but like it is not good when my whole gambling year is based around making money in the NBA playoffs. And now I'm down like slightly, just well, makes me so angry. It was kind of a funky year in the NBA, regardless. Yeah. I hate it. I like the years where I know exactly what every team's going to do in the playoffs. You would have been better for that game if it had it gone into overtime. Uh, no shit. I was begging for it. Yeah. I was watching it at Hanano. Oh, yeah. The old stomping grounds. Yeah. Shooting some pool, drinking some Miller Lights. How's that place holding up? Oh, you know, same old, same old. They still got those turkey burgers? Uh, I didn't have the turkey burger, but I'm assuming they did. Those used to be $5.99 with inflation. They're now $46. Yeah, exactly. Still cash only? Yeah, it is still cash only. Smart. Yeah. People get bombed in that place. Oh, yeah. 
what's I have to ask? I might as well just ask on air. Nobody's gonna get this, but what is in place of CNO right now? Anything? Mm, I didn't notice, but I don't think anything. Somebody needs to buy it and reopen it. Somebody. Isn't there another CNO? Isn't there one like further up Washington or something? Yeah. Yeah. I think that one's still open. It is. I've done my homework from Cincinnati. That was my go-to Italian spot, man. I know. It's amazing. It was like fine. No, it was great. It was, it was great. It was great value. That's for sure. But the atmosphere and they sing that's amore and the garlic knots and just the, just the great service. That was my spot, man. It was it was essentially Venice Beach's Olive Garden. But much better. Yeah. <laughs> but much, much better. It's funny you say that. My mom has this thing of gift cards. You know how you put, you had the thing you collect baseball cards and what, just call them folders? Like, what do we call those yeah. things? Yeah. Yeah. My mom had, this is how she was. She had a so binder. She had a little, she's got a, a binder little, full of women. She has a little binder of gift cards because she obviously over the years would just get so many gift cards because we're idiot boys or her husband, right? My dad, like they, like they don't know what to get for gifts. So I found this binder last year. It has so many gift cards, but I also thought of you. I'm like, this is classic, like Joe Prano jokes. It's every, you know, it has the norm of like a Target and a Bed Bath and Beyond, but there's so many like, Applebee's, Applebee's Cracker Barrels, Charlie's, like, oh, Charlie's. And I'm just like, and I put it in my car because I thought, well, what the hell? These are, <laughs> th these are good. You know, why, why, why pay for food sometimes? But it's like your classic Midwest. And I've added a bunch of my own to it, but it, it's, it would be, it would be like a Midwest. Like it's like going. By the way, it's like getting in at your friend's car in high school and going through the binder of CDs. Yeah, I can just see, I can just see Cutter getting in your car, flipping through the binder of gift cards. Where are we gonna go? I don't know. We did <laughs> we did Buffalo Wild Wings last time. Should we do a Chili's? Yeah. They still do ribs. Let's go to Chili's. You're right. That those are. I'm not sure about Chili's. I know Buffalo Wild Wings is in there. I, the other day I was by Panera and I was like, "Is there a Panera?" Yep, flipping through. Oh, there's a Panera. I'm gonna go to breakfast. An alphabetical. Sandwich. Let me go to the P section. Is there a Panera? Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. Um, oh, look at this soup plantation. I don't think there's a soup plantation around here. It's mostly in the south. <laughs> Wasn't there was one in uh, L.A. Yeah. Right. Didn't you, didn't you used to have a joke about soup plantation? No, but I mean, I'm sure a lot of people do. I don't think I've ever eaten in a soup plantation. I think I've eaten one. And I love soup. We all know how I feel. Yeah. I'm just not getting the soup plantation joke. I'm just now getting it. That one took me a good 30 seconds to settle in. <laughs> I see. I see what you did there. Okay. I'm going to ask you and you just tell me who wins the series. Yeah. No walks. Okay. Let's <laughs> say Bucks out this. All right. I, I'm not sure if you did it, but heat. Sixers. Heat. But I think it could go either way. But yeah, I'm going to go Heat. Math Suns. So tough. So tough. I'm back and forth. I picked the Mavs to start. Then I, then I, I, I deemed them dead after two games. 
I'm going Mavs. Okay. I'm going Suns. But we seem to agree minus that one. And what's Golden what's State Warriors? Golden State for sure. That's Golden State, remember, was my pick to make the finals. And, and I'm sticking to it. And if if that fan index thing is correct, get your season tickets now for the Grizz. If they're the second cheapest, third cheapest team to see, and you got that future, now's the time to buy in, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a little shocked by that. I've heard I've heard that actually about the Grizzlies too. I've heard I, I know people from states far and wide they're like we go to grizzlies games because it's like it's worth the drive it's like so much cheaper than going to like i forget where other people i i heard the same thing i had a buddy from st louis and he was like dude i've always wanted to sit courtside nba and that's what he was telling me he goes if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go to memphis because this was a couple years ago it's the cheapest i mean now you with jaw that's where you'd want to go courtside for sure yeah did you watch the kentucky derby I did. Wild. That for me, and I don't know shit about racing, nor do I really care, but that race in my lifetime is probably the most one of the most exciting ones I've ever seen. Obviously, because you have such a long shot that wins, but how it played out. I mean, he, he, it, it was a scratch into the race. It's wild. Didn't, didn't know it was racing until Friday morning. Here's the, here's the catch. Here's there's the kicker too, which is crazy. The jockey is like a he always races the track near my parents' house, Belterra, which is not even two miles. You've seen it. We've driven by. Yeah, yeah. He raced there the day before, right down the street from me. Like you said, he not expected. He raced right there, then he had to go down to Louisville, which is crazy. He's he's a. That horse is always around here, I guess, as well. Absolutely and, nuts. Yeah, the money involved. I mean, if you if you if you hit a one dollar superfecta, if you picked the first four horses for one dollar, you made three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Holy shit! I didn't know that. Off a one dollar bet. Those interviews were amazing, by the way. Yeah. And how about that horse? What was that horse on? It's what after I the, know. After the race, it's like it's chewing on fucking people. It's chewing on <laughs> other horses. My what? brother and I, my brother and I were watching. We we're like, is this, is, did this, did this horse get into the 1986 Mets cabinet of greenies? Like, <laughs> that's exactly, especially with the Bob Baffert. Yeah. Whole situation that happened last year. I was like, what? Did, he couldn't relax. Yeah. I mean, what was going on there? The horse was fucking raging, dude. Dude, it was tart. He was like, you put me in a truck yesterday morning. I got here. I don't sleep. You shot me up with meth. <laughs> I win this race, and now you're trying to have somebody talk to me? He's like, fuck your horse, dude. That's a horse was just chewing on people. Just chewing on faces. And I don't think NBC... They knew- bath salts. They didn't know what to do. Because it's like they don't, you can't cut the camera angle away. I think they should have because they had the other guy from the other horse punching the guy. The, the there's a guy in a red thing who's punching the current the the horse that just won the Kentucky Derby winner in the face. What was going on there? Imagine the 
the Golden State Warriors win the NBA championship and Draymond just starts chewing on somebody. <laughs> and, you know, the fucking guy presenting the trophies just <laughs> punching him in the face. What the fuck was happening there? I'm, I'm glad I was thinking that. I was like, am I the only one thinking this is ridiculous? No, it was insane. My brother and I were losing our minds. This horse looked like it just smoked a bunch of crack. Yeah. Going. (laughs) But they couldn't. You think, oh, they're going to get it under control. But it just wouldn't stop. No. It wouldn't stop. Hey, listen, I, I enjoy going to horse races. I love the Kentucky Derby. I love the Triple Crown. I like gambling on it. I like attending it. I like whatever. Also, it should definitely be banned. It should not be a sport anymore. What are we doing? Just shooting horses up with drugs so they bite the shit out of each other after. And then, God forbid, any of them get hurt. I mean, like the NBA equivalent is John Morant's like, my knees hurt. And they're like, cool, we're going to put a shotgun in your mouth. Yeah, it's crazy. And I feel like it's just with, again, anything and social media and the coverage. It's just more and more crazy now, the Derby. Yeah. I wonder, because I don't know the history. I'd have to look it up, but it feels like they've just added so many more stands and nice suites at Churchill Downs and it just the, the fanfare. It's just such a celebrity thing now. Yeah. Well, it's a perfect day, you know, first Saturday in May, you know, springs out, going down there in the big hats. Dude, people in Kentucky. Oh, my God. I love Kentucky. It's it's one of my favorite states, honestly. But Which just, is so funny because I hate Ohio so much. It is funny. That's weird. But just being down there where I was, I was parking 30 minutes, again, right there across the river, right before the race. It was bananas in Covington, Kentucky, right there. I I was, people were turned. And everybody, and so many people were just dressed, they dressed like that just to go to the bar to watch it. Like people in Kentucky, which is funny, again, being so close, people in Ohio don't care. And then just, five minutes away this is such a big deal for everybody that horse basically was how people were later that night i went to walk roscoe at midnight and obviously people have been drinking all day dude it was and like so, a, and somebody bit him <laughs> there was this chick in the street she was so drunk and again like my girlfriend lives in a, in a cool area that's bars and restaurants, and it's like a, it's a real fun area. But people were so turned. You know when you're walking, and he's a cute dog, too, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk as quickly as possible. I do not want people engaging with me. You're like, yeah, cute puppy, because people were like that fucked up. And this woman ran out in the street. This whole gaggle of people run out, and, and a car started to drive off. Because at first I was like, is that an Uber or Lyft? No, it wasn't. It was their friend. She's like, wait, don't forget me. And it was like some redneck. And the door flies open. And it was like a scene. It's like they were still driving and she was debating getting in. I, dude. And this was also right by the witchcraft store, by the way. So who knows if somebody was under a spell? We have a call about that place. I got I to gotta send out a picture on that place. It, it's the weirdest thing ever. I don't know. But that was a fun race. 
I'll be curious what happens. What's the next one? Belmont? No. Preakness next. Preakness. Preakness in two weeks. And then they and then there's usually, I think, three weeks to the Belmont. I don't Speaking think of, this I don't think this horse wins any of the other ones. I agree. Speaking of craziness, I talked to uh, our good buddy, part of the uh upstate New York crew, the three one five crew. I talked to Nick Yardley. How's Yardley doing? He's good. I was asking him for some advice on something for minor league stuff. And uh, he works for NASCAR now. Nice. He wants to get us to a NASCAR event. And, oh, and we, boy. And, and that's another thing. We both agreed. I say he's like, Ruther, I know you'd eat it up just because that's how you are. Like, you, the, the dumb, I was saying, like, the dumb redneck type shit would make me laugh. But I was like, I don't know about Joe. Like how many let's go Brandon flags and shirts. Oh can pray my God. Handle? I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I could handle the Miller light drinking and I could handle the, uh, you know, like I'm actually not like anti it's, it, it's, it's like so much, uh, of the stuff that pissed me off these days. Like I don't mind auto racing, but yeah, the crowd, the crowd would drive me crazy. And I don't like, like it, it, the, the other the, the thing that would piss me off is like you're right it would be like a bunch of let's go branch it's like what does it have to do with nascar you know that that's the saddest part about but that you know why because it all started via nascar right? i know i know but i'm saying you, you're not going to go to fucking you don't go to nba games like the crowd's not yelling black lives matter at nba games despite what you know dipshits like clay travis will tell you people are there just watching a basketball game and then of course like you know the NBA players are like, well, we're black, so our lives do matter. But meanwhile, you're going to go to a NASCAR event. Like, Let's go, Brandon. Somebody yelled that at fucking the Mets game I was at the other day when Brandon Nimmo was up and they thought it was so, they thought it was the funniest joke of all time. That's what I'm saying. They're like, let's go, Brandon. They're like, get it because his name is Brandon. And also we hate Biden. I was like, Jesus Christ. How did you even get in here? How did you even figure out how to download a ticket? Well, again, I, I've said this before and i'll say it again i i don't feel, what's crazy to me take politics out i know people can't do that they just can't do that in fucking 2022 but take politics out i like it's an old guy that has serious health problems and you hate him like that's just weird to me you know what i'm saying like who are we like, talking about joe biden yeah like like this guy has serious problems does right? he i don't oh, even yeah. know Oh, What's yeah. wrong with him? Besides being old and having I mean, a speech impediment, and and you know he he's got so many elements of like I think early dementia and all that or whatever it is. But my point is like I, the hatred it still blows my mind. Like people like hate him, and I'm like, you know, he's not doing anything, right? Yeah. Well, and they hate him because he got more votes than the other old guy with dementia. Exactly, in their seventies. Real quick, though, back to. But he didn't get more votes because people, those people were all dead. He was in Darlington Raceway in South Carolina. Can you imagine that? Who was? Yardley. That's where he was at. Is that where he works now or he just like no, travels he, with NASCAR? He, he, he was helping out on an event there for the Darlington Raceway. Uh, but he was in, he lives in Virginia now. Virginia. Yeah. And we actually have a call from his 315 crew as well today, which we'll get to real quick before I forget. Do you think Jokic deserved the MVP? 
I do. Um, I mean, first of all, it's a regular season award and I don't know. I mean, the MVP has lost its meaning as we've said before, you know? Um, yeah. Like it's, it doesn't go to the most valuable player. Like who was the most valuable player? Uh, I don't know. Probably fucking Giannis again. Like are the, like Giannis's team is the defending NBA champs and they're looking like they have the best chance of repeating again. And they were nothing before him and they will be nothing after him. So like, he's probably the league's most valuable player at this point. But in terms of like, you've got to do a guy who has that effect on their team. And then also just like statistically, like statistically, he was better than Embiid. Is he more valuable to the Nuggets than Embiid was to the Sixers? I don't know, but also like the Sixers got James Harden halfway through the season. Um, now, how were they in this playoffs without Embiid and with James Harden? But again, it's just like it's in in the current state of of the NBA MVP, which I like. I don't even refer to it as most valuable player anymore, and I've said that on the show many times. It's the MVP. It's a specific award. Yes, I think he deserved it. So only five centers have had multiple MVPs. Kareem, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Moses Malone, and now Jokic. That's a pretty elite company for him to be in. It's crazy. There's this tweet. I have never seen this picture. This is wild. A picture of Jokic younger. Have you seen this? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I'm going to send this to you right now where he's like younger and he's got like, he's got like man boobs. Okay. It's pretty funny. You got to look at this picture. To, from where he is. Oh there. yeah, of course. I mean, that's the famous one. That's the I famous Jokic picture. Yeah. I haven't seen it for some reason. Yeah. That one's great. What's this Dave Chappelle theory you have, man? I've been itching it out. Oh, well, I mean, so here's the thing. You had you had your Will Smith, Chris Rock theory, right? But the problem with that is like, what's the end game there? Like, as we saw, it was an immediate backlash against Will Smith. Obviously, Chris Rock, hard for Chris Rock to set that up. Also, like Chris Rock doesn't need that. But the end game for the for a Dave Chappelle, like I have I have theories like maybe Dave Chappelle didn't even know, but like does Dave Chappelle's management and or Netflix and or like Dave Chappelle's management and Netflix together. Like Dave Chappelle at this point does comedy about the reaction to his comedy, which I love Dave Chappelle. I wish he would stop doing that. I, I think he's too smart and too funny and has too many good takes not to just put out art, let people react to that art, how he wants to, how they want to, put out more art and continue. I think that's well, what well, great. He, he certainly did in his last special. And I agree. I, I, I didn't, I don't like when he does that. Yeah. I mean, we're now kind of two specials deep into like, yeah, I, I forget. Like, I forget the one before that, the one before it, he like mentions it. And then this one, it was like the whole fucking thing. You know what I mean? But like he, and then he had like stuff in between where he mentioned it. And it's like, to me, I just think he, 
is one of the greatest comics of all time. And I think, I, I hate to say it, but I think he's better than that. And like, I know that who am I to judge Dave Chappelle, but like I judge everybody. So I don't care. I'm like, I, I feel fine judging somebody in comedy. Like I think Dave Chappelle is better than that. Put it out there. Let people react however they want and move on. I mean, you know, imagine if you two had put out an album all about how pissed off people were that they gave away that free U2 album. You'd be like, well, this is the dumbest fucking thing of all time. So at this point, the idea of having some sort of, you know, the people involved. I mean, Netflix is giving him $20 million a special at this point. My whole theory is like, like, it would be beneficial to both sides, to the person that got their ass kicked and to Dave Chappelle slash Netflix slash whatever. If, if somebody offered you $1 million cash, Andy, to run on stage, tackle Dave Chappelle and get your ass kicked, you would take it, wouldn't you? That's a lot of money. Cash. $1 million. A $1 million payment, tax-free payment. To tackle Dave Chappelle. So why are they paying him is the question. Because now look at this. How, who's going to watch the next Dave Chappelle Netflix special? Fucking everybody. Netflix is a joke fest that was happening in L.A. last week. There's like a million shows. The, yeah. the, the feedback on the shows were like hit and miss. Like it's at the Hollywood Bowl. You got all these people there. I mean, you talk about conspiracy theories like. Basically, here's the thing, Andy. Your theory on the Oscars makes a 20 million percent more sense in this situation. Well, let me ask you this then. The same way as I always said, like, you know, Richard Reed, who is the shoe bomber, that th those companies on body scanners now and TSA and all the fucking, you know, the military industrial complex has made hundreds of billions of dollars. Sure. Okay, so if you had told Richard Reed, the shoe bomber, hey, you got to do 20 years in Guantanamo, but like you're getting you're going to get your family generational wealth. We're going to give you 50 million dollars. Everybody wins. Well, I guess if I wanted to play devil's advocate and counter about everyone watching. Everyone already already like like Dave Chappelle has already become this figure in there were already protests from Netflix workers because of his jokes targeting the trans community. My, my argument would be he's already that guy where, again, it's funny because it's been politicized where now he's embraced by, let's say, more right wing people or more free speech people and hated on people on the polar opposite far left. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel he already gets those numbers without this. Right. But this just makes it that much bigger. I actually think Dave Chappelle is like a good guy and like cares about people. And he like, he, he also triggers people on purpose and whatever. But that's why I think, you know, a conspiracy theory that his management team or Netflix or some combination of the two does this without even telling him what really happened to him. He got tackled. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I, again, I always say, how does this happen? Like, how does this happen? Isn't that the question though? So like the guy gets in with apparently like a knife gun, this guy has front row tickets. That's again, I, I did ask that. I said, how does all this happen? You're at the Hollywood bowl. His brother's like, he's mentally ill. He's like borderline homeless. And he has front row seats. Did you see, did you see Jamie Foxx doing Dave Chappelle? Yeah, it's great. I got to play this. It's so amazing. Jamie Foxx is so talented at doing impressions. <laughs> again. What'd you say? Damn, man, they ran up on stage. I was incensed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for Jamie, for Jamie Foxx. If you're ever in trouble, if you're ever in trouble, Jamie Foxx will show up with a sheriff hat. And all the other comedians just stood there. They're waiting on me to die. <laughs> Dead so they can take over. I'll see you, Chris Rock. It'll never happen. Dude, that's wild. Like just hearing that audio, it sounds exactly like Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And then Dave said something about like hating LA after. Which I didn't see that. Yeah. Safe to say from now on, his uh performances will only take place in Titan. Well, he, he's been running into some problems. You know, he's trying to create that comedy club in Yellow Springs down here in my neck of the woods. They've run into some problems with that. But they did just get the okay. He's going to do more outside shows. They got the okay for I forget how many shows that they're going to run. But it's so expensive, man. I think the comedy club would be definitely more within my price range. Not that I couldn't go to the outside show, but it's tough for me to pay like hundreds of dollars for a stand-up show. Yeah. And you might go and see him do like 14 minutes of like spoken word on George Floyd. No, you're right. So, you know, I, I don't know. And I'm actually surprised that he said that. What did he say about LA? Because he's out there all the fucking time. I know. And then he took over somebody's, he like, <laughs> What's amazing, like, I love Chappelle. I just feel like it's like the whole thing has gotten to this point where it's like sort of out of control. Then like two nights later, he took over like the belly room. He like he like threw out some, you know, threw out some like uh, urban show and took over the belly room. I was like, bro, you could do this wherever you want. Like, you, why didn't you just do it at Staples? Why didn't you just do a drop in at Staples? Why didn't you do the fucking forum? You're like kicking people out of the belly room so that you can go talk about fucking being assaulted at the Hollywood Bowl two nights. Why don't you just run it back at the Hollywood Bowl? Like, that's the thing is like Dave Chappelle's like sort of the whole the whole thing around him right now. It's so big and so sort of out of control. And this is like this rolling machine that like that's where my conspiracy theory is like Okay. Interesting. Well, he, it's definitely, it's all taking a life on its own for sure. Like I always tell people, I've been following him since his first special, which was 2000, killing him yeah. softly. 2000, that's 22 years ago. I've been like number one Dave Chappelle stand since two fucking thousand. And you're right. It's, it's now, it's, he's become a thing because people, the amount of dirt balls of what I just said, they have no clue what I'm talking about. Where he's wearing the big old boots, yeah, Timberlands, you know, like the, you most yeah. people they have no clue what, Ch what Chappelle's special I'm talking about. 22 years ago, when he's I, I don't even know how old, it's probably 
20 years old. We're now at the point where he does specials wearing his own merch. Yeah, that's always wild to me. <laughs> the jumpsuit. <laughs> Go skydiving. I would like to hear from some dirt balls. We have some calls. 310-359-8365. You guys have called. We're going to listen. We're going to respond. And uh, let's let, let's hear what we got. Uh, we'll start. I mentioned this. Earlier. Let's hear from the 315 crew. What's up, you guys? This is Ligoy calling from beautiful Saratoga, New York. I am with Spin That Record, and we're just wondering if you guys use 87 gas or if you guys use 91 gas. Got him. What's up, What's up boys? This is Ligoy calling from the home of Spin That Record, Saratoga Springs, beautiful. New York. Saratoga Springs, yeah. New York, home of the track. And we are hungover getting brunch, just wondering. Is this two different calls? What's, the, what's uh, if you guys have some epic hangover stories? What's the what's some of the worst hangovers you ever had? What's some of the worst drives you ever had to make? Being super hungover, and that's about it. All right, boys. You know, love the podcast. Keep it going. You know, and stay dirty, boys. Thank you for everything. It's it's like a great yin and yang going it's on. It's like there. a peace pipe. They're passing the phone around. Yeah. By the way, that's a, actually a really good question. And and he hits it on the head with the drives because it got me thinking like my worst hangover drives. My worst hangovers all time have definitely been drives or cross country flights. Oh, yeah. No way. I mean, I've been so hungover that if I had to do those, I wouldn't have, have even been able to do it. Off the top of my head. I know the very worst day I was hungover. If I looked at certain days i was the most hungover definitely my buddy's bachelor party 2009 las vegas most guys went two days myself and two buddies went three we did the thursday friday saturday that drive back and it's really not that far of a drive as you know but there was some traffic it was a, uh, I believe april weekend i was so hung like it was three days of just non-stop I pulled over at one point. I got Jack in the box, classic me. I got Jack in the box and I, I couldn't do the drive. It's not even 300 miles. I had to pull over on the side of the road to sleep. Like that, that was such a bad drive. For well, me. I'll, I'll, I'll say this just cause I, it comes to mind. Like I, uh, you know, the older you get, you three, one, five crew, enjoy your hangovers. I say this on my act, enjoy your hangovers. They do not get better. No. You're in your four. Like I used to do a joke about my hangovers in my thirties, hangovers in your forties. Like I, mean, I do a joke now. It's like 72 hours later. I'll be like, I still don't feel so good. Yeah. Uh, after Eddie and I did Vale, we had to drive to Denver and we had to drive that mountain pass. And the whole time I was like, I'm going to puke Eddie. I'm going to puke. I didn't puke, but I felt like I was going to puke the whole time. That was a tough, tough ride for me. Um, most hungover I've ever been was when I was living in Lachlan's garage, his garage studio, after the Giants won the second of their two Eli Manning Super Bowls. That was the night where I was, I'm pretty sure it got brought home by the police. Um, I got up the next day and was so hungover that 
I felt like I needed a shower. So I went into the shower and I couldn't stand in the shower. So I was just sitting on the floor of the shower and I would get, I would shower and then I would go to back to bed and I was like too hungover to dry myself. So I would lay in bed in a towel soaking wet. And then I would get up and I would do the whole process again. I would like get in the shower, not be able to stand, lay down in the shower, get up, get back into bed. I did it like five times that but, day. But see, what is interesting on this, you're still drunk. Like, are we talking yes. drunk yeah. or hungover or just both? Just like both. The worst ones are where you're like kind of drunk still and it uh, starts to set in later. Uh, I've said that story. The worst for me was that cross-country flight I did from Virginia to LA through Atlanta after I did one of those frat boy shows. The one where I was so fucked up still that I like fainted and they had to give me an oxygen mask and sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like that one for me was the worst because Atlanta to LA, what, you know, I don't know, four and a half hour flight. That's the worst when you're stuck midair and all I wanted was fresh air. All I wanted was to be outside yeah. and knowing I had about three more hours on a flight. Mine have always been that like the hangover flight. And I was, uh, I used to be, I don't even think I could do that. I think I'd cancel my flight if I was that hungover. Well, I used to always do it. And I used to be so reckless and there's nothing worse than going what? 30, 35,000 feet in the air. I have another one, which I remember <laughs> this brought me back and cutter. I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to Chattanooga cutter this week. I'm going to bring this up because I still don't fully understand it. He had tickets. The girl he was dating at the time had tickets for Reds Braves day game. It was like two rows behind the Braves dugout. This is when Griffey's playing. I drink all night at this house party. And I'm talking till like 7, 8 a.m. Like, like I was that guy who was still drinking when people were waking up to make breakfast. And they're like, dude, get it under control. I was throwing, I was throwing Coronas unopened into the pool and then diving to grab them and then doing popping up and then ripping off the top. Like I was, I was out of control. Anyway, 1235 Reds day game. He's like, we're going, I got tickets. I don't know if his girlfriend's mom, somebody gave me like, we're going. I'm like, dude, I, I, I drank till 8am. I can't go. I get home. He came into my parents' house. They were gone. I'm laying in bed. He was like shaking me. We're going to the Reds Braves game. And then I had to work later that night at the restaurant we were working at. So I needed the sleep. And to this day, I don't fully understand, dude. And I'm going to question you. And now I'm just it's all coming out. Why did I have to go to the game? And not only was it a Reds Braves day game, it was like a midsummer, humid, baking in the sun. Yeah. I had two hours sleep. And then I had to go to work after that. No, horrible. What kind of, you know, what, you know, you know, what another one of my all time hangovers was, remember the time we got roofied at the townhouse? Oh my God. I woke up that next day and Mikey's was in town with his family. And we like, we took his kid to like the, uh, remember Danny's across from the townhouse. Yeah, of course. I, I ordered a BLT. I couldn't even eat it. And then I just went and they found me like asleep on the beach, like one of the homeless people, just like no blanket, no towel, no nothing. Just me asleep in the sand, like my hat over my eyes. My brother was like, 
And my, my nephew was like three at the time or something. Like that. He's like, is uncle Joe sick? He's like, yeah, he's sick. All right. Yeah, but we were drugged. Yeah, we were drugged. That's a little different. We were drugged that, so they could charge us. That was bad. I told you, I think I was roofied there twice. Yeah. A lot of people think they've been roofied there. That's messed up. If you come to LA, don't go to the townhouse and don't go to uh, the Abbey. The two places known for drugging people for different the, reasons. The crazy part is I kept going back there. Because I learned, I, I learned my lesson eventually. Just never use a credit card at the townhouse. Ah, because they like to drug you and then overcharge you. Because I was my friend Sarah and I were drugged in like 2009. And then I want to say that was like 2013. All of us wake up feeling awful. Yeah, that was terrible. Okay, we have a couple of social media related calls. I'm going to start with this one. Joe, Andy, it's Nick from Iowa. I just tagged Joe in a post to Tom Brady's uh, admitting that uh, it was a fumble on the tuck rule game. Um, and for me, I used to hate Tom Brady when I was younger, but social media has changed my mind on him. I appreciate that he's real and honest about things. And uh, My question for you guys, <clears throat> is there any athletes that you used to hate that you now like because of social social media or vice versa? Any athletes you used to really respect that you no longer respect because of social media? All right. Stay dirty, boys. It's an interesting question. I'm trying to think. Um, for the record, that Brady post, is he's more just having fun. Yeah. I don't think he's really admitting I think he is really admitting, but I think, you know, I think that's just Tom Brady at this point is like, that's the, that's the portion of the career he's in. And I think that's what makes Tom Brady likable way more likable now, but so unlikable before yeah. a little bit. And that's what does is like, um, is, you know, he's embraced this now. He's like, Oh, it all like before he was so like conscious of his legacy and, and like, Oh, we're, you know, it's us against the world and blah, blah, blah. And now everybody's like, you're the goat, you're the goat, you're the goat. So now he's like, well, and if I'm the goat, like now I can make fun of myself. Um, and social media has made me like Tom Brady more for sure. Um, media in general, post media career. Like I've, I Peyton Manning has become like one of my favorite athletes ever now. And like during his career, you kind of like, meh. Um, media and social media has made me dislike Drew Brees uh, on the quarterback thing. Um, who else? There's definitely some other folks. I mean, Kevin Durant, obvious, obvious one. Uh, I used to just appreciate Kevin Durant so much just on his game and his game alone. Like he's let his game kind of speak for himself. Now I fucking hate Kevin Durant. Um who else? I had somebody else in mind. Why Why am I blanking on it? I don't know. How about you, Andy? Do you like anybody or hate anybody? Mm, I don't I don't really even pay t too much attention at this point. Like, for me, for me, social media, I try to just use it for some content and just laughing for the most part. I, I, I try to steer away from the political stuff from as much as I can just because that stuff will annoy me, but like, I, I don't, I just don't, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I don't have any off the top of my head, regardless, e either way who 
I, I have enjoyed, he's having a terrible year. I have enjoyed Joey Votto just joined Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And TikTok. So he'll post like a lot of the TikTok stuff on the same other, because I'm not on TikTok, the other uh, platforms, which which for the record, I, I don't like a lot of Reds fans take dings at him this year about that. And they're like, you suck. Get off TikTok, get off Instagram. And I'm like, dude, he's given us 15 good years. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Also, that's not the problem with the Reds. Yeah, exactly. And he's a great guy. So yeah. who cares if he's on those? And who cares? <laughs> you know, I, you know, so I've enjoyed his, but it, it has been interesting to see the evolution of social media with sports because comedy is the main element, right? For anybody who runs an account. And it's crazy to think, I was thinking this the other day, when you did your pitch, and you use the hashtag let Prano pitch 2015. The Mets social media DM'd dirty sports within three days. The truth is that would never happen that quickly nowadays. Right. Totally. Because of how much has happened since then. Another answer, even though it's not his doing Patrick Mahomes, right? Love Patrick Mahomes. Now you fucking poor guy. You kind of hate him. Yeah. It's not even his fault. Sure, I agree. It's a good. By one. the way, not to go backwards and then go backwards again, but did the didn't uh, am, did the three one five crew? Did we miss a question? What what was their question before the hangover thing? I felt like they had a good first question, and then we got sidetracked by the hangover. Or did I miss that? No, I think they just hangover. Oh, okay. All right, here's a question for social media for me. Hey, John Felix, over here. Uh, this was referenced in a recent podcast, and I'm not saying that any of you. Wait, did I put the wrong one? What is this? What is this call? Two in particular, we know the answer to this, but why was uh, oh, yeah. things white people like blocked on Twitter? Uh, was a <clears throat> account that I always particularly enjoyed, and uh, I'm hoping that it also comes back. Uh, but I never understood why it went away. So I was wondering if either of you just happened to have some insight by chance. Stay dirty. Well, yeah, I, I, I was the, one of the founders of things white people like, which was suspended permanently. Permanently. I started that with some people in, in 2013. Now, we don't fully understand it. It sucks. It was a very large account with a large following. Um, I appealed, but this is one of the problems that I have with Twitter nowadays. And hopefully, if he's saying what he is going to do, this would be a new Elon Musk type thing where, dude, you suspended an account called Things White People Like, where we just tweet videos and pictures and things white people like. So this would be an account, hopefully that we could get back. But I think, and, I think, I think that's what he, that's what he, again, he's claiming he wants to do, but I never believe stuff until it happens. He's claiming he wants to do what? Not suspend people as quickly. And there'd be more timeouts oh. and I also, suspensions. I, I thought I had, I thought I had read also that he uh, was going to make it. So like every single account had to be verifiable by like an ID. That's interesting. Yeah. So there would be like essentially no accounts that weren't tied to somebody like directly. 
I don't know if I read that. I've been following it pretty closely since the, the Wall Street Journal just runs article after article about it. And I've just been reading. So who, who knows? I, I think I mean, Twitter's there's a dead. Twitter's dead. And Elon Musk isn't going to save it. I disagree. OK, you're not on it ever. <laughs> well, 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 true. But I think now, look, if you look at the numbers, here's what's interesting. I, I, honestly, this is this is if I was leading with one argument on Twitter's dead, Andy Ruther, king of Twitter does not use Twitter anymore. Well, I do. I'm just not on it like I used to. I just, I just, I just, I'm not on it like I used to. What's crazy is it's the seven, it's only, Twitter's an American thing. It's only the 17th most used social media app in the world. That puts it in perspective. Twitter has about 300 million users. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all over a billion. Like that's really what puts it in perspective. But at the end of the day, where do we get our stuff? The late breaking sports news, political news, news in general. It's Twitter, right? Something trends Twitter. I don't think it's dead. I just think there's going to be some changes that hopefully make it better. The edit button, I don't agree with. You know, there's a lot of things. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I would love to get that account back. Okay, we'll end with a witchcraft question. Hey, Dirty Sports. It's Mark from Virginia. Um, Calling in about the whole witchcraft uh, topic of conversation that was on the Monday episode. Yeah, Monday episode. Uh, I got to say, I love the idea brought up by Joe. Get the cauldron, banish the Castellinis forever. Um, oh, also, uh, witchcraft movies. One of them that I b- believe is severely overrated. I'm probably going to get hate uh, sent my way, probably by the dirtballs. It makes sense. Sorry about you, Joey. Uh, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, I feel like, is so overrated for what it tries to do in terms of creating like a comedic spin off of witchcraft. Witchcraft is no joke, man. Mm-mm. Yeah. None of this Sarah Michelle Geller, uh not Sarah Michelle Geller, Sarah Jessica Parker, there we go. And uh Bette Midler, none of this wacky nonsense. Um but yeah, that's my take. Hate on me if you must. Uh take care boys. Wait a second. Is he saying witchcraft is no joke? Like you can't joke around about witchcraft? Is is he a witch? Do we have a witch dirtball? I hope so. Are men, are male? I mean, I know we're gender, we're gender fluid these days, but in which, like, are there male witches or those wizards? How's that work? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I, I identify as a witch. He said witchcraft is no joke, bro. Are you a witch? And again, I'll repeat what I said. I. They've already been is cur- is Wandavision about witchcraft? They've already been cursed, right? Like yeah. What's a what's a curse I'm putting on a team that might have one of the worst records of all time? Yeah, so I was saying you need to uncurse the team. You need a hocus pocus to get them out of this curse. I've never seen hocus pocus for the record. <laughs> it's pretty good, is it? Yeah, I mean, as far as 
How about the Witches of Eastwick with Jack Nicholson? Oh, yeah. I'm throwing that in as an underrated, unmentioned witch movie. Yeah. Now, that's a that's a Jack Nicholson. Come on. Dude, he's done, isn't he? Like, he just doesn't act. I mean, he's pretty old. I know. But I think he's done. Good. Should. Right off into the sunset, Jack. Yeah. One of the all-time greats. How excited are you for for the new Top Gun, by the way, Andy? Uh, The commercials aren't doing anything for me. Really? I'm so I'm 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 fully ready to go. I'm uh fully erect for the new Top Gun. I'll be honest. I'm more excited to cut my grass today. I don't know. I don't know how they're related, but I think you should. (laughs) This is where I'm at. I feel the need. The need to weed. <laughs> I got to do that too, man. You know, they say April showers bring those May flowers. Those things are sprouting up everywhere. 310-359-8365. That is our hotline. Give us a call. Social The Dirty Sports or Andy Ruther. <laughs> what? I'm on Twitter. Everybody say hi to Andy on Twitter. Yeah. Slide into my DMs. We're bringing it back, baby. Andy and Elon bringing Twitter back to its old form. I'm telling you, man, don't, don't, don't not, dude. How many great things do you still see? Like put on Twitter on the NBA games or fucking NFL games. Come on, man. It's still popping. I'm the one that's still on there. I, I, I just think, I, I, I think it's, I'm selling all my Twitter stock. Not that I own any, but I'm selling it all. You will when it goes private. Have to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am at Joe Prano on all social media, except for Twitter, where I'm at Fix Your Life. Uh, Follow me there. Got some great shows coming up. I'll be in Southern California for a while. Uh, I've got a show this Saturday that I'm running uh, with some great comics uh, at the Minimal Golf Club in Redondo, a former and hopefully one day returning sponsor. They, they are responsible for our great golf bags. Um, they have a shop in Redondo and I'm putting on a comedy show there and it's going to be fantastic. So that's this Saturday emceed by the greatest master of ceremonies in the, the greater Redondo area, Mr. Chris wild. So he'll be there. Um, and then just go to joeprano.com for all my other shows. Lots and lots and lots of shows coming up. Westside Comedy Theater this Friday. Uh, lots of new material. So come out and see a show. Word. Oh, oh, and uh, I got a couple cameo requests this weekend. And uh, so if you want, just a reminder, I am still on cameo. Lots of people, uh, lots of dirtballs sending me cameo requests for their friends or family. Uh, that are dirt balls graduating, graduating from high school, graduating from college. I got a Mother's Day one. So if you guys uh, want to send me a message uh, or have me send you a message, I am on Cameo. Check me out there. Nice. Nice. Uh, noise. Do you even get the noise? You don't think you, do you get the noise? No. Do you know what noise is from? No. It's a Kim Pale sketch. It's a great sketch, dude. Great show. Okay, that's the show. Much love. Oh, real quick, if anybody's still listening, I'm going to be in Tennessee this week. 
I'm gonna Tennessee, hopefully Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. I'm gonna hopefully have internet, but the Brookback Mountain Pad that I'm staying at with a couple of buddies gave me three different logins saying it can be shady. So hopefully we can still do this. Joe and I are gonna try to make it work. If not, it might be audio only. Just giving you guys a heads up. All right, wrapping up today's show. Thanks to everyone. We'll see you guys in a few days. And as always, stay dirty.